You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, listeners of Real Presence Radio. My name is Amanda Ellerkamp, coming to you live from the Fisher Commons in Trinity Junior High and High School in the lovely Dickinson, North Dakota. I am joined this segment by my co-host, Mike Kitarowski. Mike, how are you this morning? Good morning, Amanda. I'm, I'm well, thank you. And thank you for carving out some time to be our host this morning. Absolutely, absolutely. As uh, Father Holcalter, who's he's had to depart for a funeral here now, yeah. um, was saying, we were talking earlier, I always learn something. Like it's, I always love seeing who our guests are going to be, uh, and I just love being on because it's just great to be able to, to listen and uh, to learn, you know, and to visit with people. It's great. Yeah, Real Presence Radio is such a, a non-threatening uh, way to evangelize, and, and mm. we're, uh, we're mm. just so blessed to have this ministry. And uh, just a shout-out to our supporters out there. Without you, we don't exist. We were 100% listener-supported, mm-hmm. and uh, God bless you. Thank you for keeping us going. And speaking of uh, learning, uh, that is about to happen big time. We have Monsignor Thomas Richter in the house, ladies and gentlemen, and we will continue with uh, uh, the discussion we've We've had uh, uh, once a month for the last two months, and that is the discernment of uh, spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monsignor, uh, you're obviously, uh, uh, we're in five states and ten dioceses in the upper Midwest. Hmm. Uh, people uh, uh, do know of you, but some listeners are hearing you for the first time. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, yeah. please? Well, it's good to be here. Thank you uh, for inviting me. Um, I was born outside of Bismarck on a farm. Uh, to Victor and Mary Richter. I um, attended seminary uh, at Little Cardinal Mitch Seminary in Fargo, wonderful little seminary that's uh, no longer open, but a beautiful seminary that uh, formed so many people. And then uh, North American College in Rome. Uh, uh, so grateful for the formation received there. I was ordained in June th- on June 13, 1996, um, throughout uh, those now just about 26 years, uh, pastor, teaching in high schools, uh, vocation director mm-hmm. was the, the for 11 years. Mm. And thus, uh, what we're mm. talking about today was a big, uh, big part of my life and big part of my priesthood. And now I'm at Queen of Peace uh, here in Dickinson, the lovely Queen of Peace, and get to be a part of Trinity Catholic Schools as well on the board. Indeed, indeed. Well, Monsignor, let's get right into this. There's, there's some uh, anxious listeners out there whining to hear. Uh, your One of your favorite subjects is dis- discernment of spirits. And we've been uh, in discussion about uh, this uh, topic and, and based on Father Timothy uh, Gallagher's uh, book, The Discernment of Spirits, an Ignatian Guide for Everyday Living. And I can't wait to get into this. Um, uh, can you give us a basic uh, definition on the uh, discernment of spirits? Very good. So discern, the word discern comes from the Latin word discernere, which means to distinguish between two different things. To distinguish one thing from another. Discernment of spirits is to distinguish one the activity of one spirit from the activity of another. And so the whole basis of discernment of spirits is uh, the conviction that you and I can have a lived experience of the supernatural. That supernatural, pure spirits can relate to me in such a way that I can distinguish 
the activity of one relating to me versus the activity of another relating to me. St. Ignatius, uh, 16th century, came up with uh, rules based on his own lived experience of being able to distinguish between the Holy Spirit, the Good Spirit, and everything involved in that, the Good Spirit working through uh, other people, etc., versus the Bad Spirit, which is personified evil as well as our own fallen nature and the bad influences in society that... uh, can be used as agency for him. Okay, so that's uh, the most uh, basic thing. Now, um, how does the how do these spirits work? How do they communicate to us? According to Ignatius, right? It would be the spiritual world stirs in us spiritual movements, which are thoughts, feelings, and desires, on a certain level, that uh, are saying something to me affecting um, and speaking into relationship with God and the life of faith. So, um, uh, based on based on these thoughts, feelings, and desires, and what they are saying to me and doing for me in regards to relationship with God, um, I can discern that came from the good spirit, that came from the bad. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the three steps. So the three steps... Um, I hate to be so quick in this, but just uh, for a review, the three steps then are awareness. So the first step in discernment is becoming aware of this activity, these thoughts, these feelings, these desires. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the most common, I think, for a Catholic would be what you experience after you go to confession. Hmm? Or when you go to Mass, and there's a prayerful Mass, and you leave with, uh, right, uh, a peace, you leave with a confidence, you leave with a security, you leave with the hope uh, that that isn't just a psychological thing. That wasn't because you heard some nice song that we're saying that is what you're experiencing. You're having a lived experience of the spiritual uh, relating to you, stirring in you thoughts, stirring in you feelings, stirring in you desires. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the first step is becoming aware, and that is a very important thing, very important thing, because it's always happening, right? God is always with me. God is always laboring for my good. God is always giving himself. God is always taking care of me. God is always uh, um, watching over me, but how aware are we of that, so the first step is awareness. Second, then, um, is uh, understanding, and what you're understanding is simply the source of these thoughts, feelings, desires. Is this from the good spirit? Is this from the bad? Mm-hmm. And one can't mess that up. One, if one messes up the understanding, um, <laughs> then you're you're you know uh, responding the wrong way to the wrong spirit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the third is um, the third step is then taking action. And for Ignatius, there's two actions, to reject the bad, to receive the good. How does one receive the good? Believing what's being said, relishing, submitting, surrendering, consenting, giving permission, uh, cherishing. How do you reject? By not dwelling, by not considering, by um, not entertaining by turning away, by not believing, all those uh, verbs would express to reject. Mm-hmm. So, 
For example, uh, the gospel today for Mass. Um, um, at the end, Jesus makes a promise to his friends. Um, I'm going to wait. You're going to be sad. You're going to be. Uh, you're going to grieve. But your grief, I will turn your grief into joy. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. grief will become joy. This is a promise Jesus makes to his friends about every grief for their life. Mm-hmm. If I'm at mass, if if I'm at mass, and in hearing that, um, there is a attraction to that. There is something that grabs me. Um, I'm grieving the loss of this or that. My life isn't what I thought it would be. Um, and I've lost a loved one, whatever. And in hearing that, there is a great sort of hope, uh, an attraction to that. One um, has uh, a great sort of um, wanting that to be true, that one should see. First of all, they're aware of that. They understand that's coming from God. And so one should then receive it. I received Jesus, I want that to be true. Thank you for making that true in my life. This is the grief I bring to you for you to turn uh, to joy. Mm-hmm. That would be an act of discernment of spirits that unfolds then, of course, always into a relationality a relating to, to Jesus, mm-hmm. a bringing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, so, um, you know, I've picked up this book this morning, and I started reading again. And thank you for your reference to this book, Monsignor. Again, the, discern- the, the, excuse me, the Discernment of Spirits by Father Timothy Gallagher. And if you're just joining us, we're visiting with the Monsignor uh, Thomas Richter, pastor of Queen of, Qu- Queen of Peace Parish, and we're broadcasting from Trinity High School in uh, western uh, North Dakota, the Diocese of Bismarck. And... Uh, Monsignor, uh, you know, in, in uh, previous shows you, you, you referred to, and you referred to the rules Very that, good. that uh, Father uh, Tim Gallagher, uh, and this was back, this is 16th century, and it applies today, big time. And so we're, uh, we're talking about the rules, and I, I just reread Rule 1 and Rule, t- rule 2 this morning. And uh, r- Rule 1 uh, that a person going is going from mortal sin to mortal sin, so it's a dark, dark uh, uh, sense. Yeah, I, I would like to. I would Please. like. Yeah, I would like to soften that language. Okay, just a person moving away from God. Okay, a person saying, "I know what God wants. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that." Okay, on whatever level, a person in that place going away from God. The way the good spirit acts is by piercing their conscience. Yeah. Don't stop. Change. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the uh, bad would then encourage that with false consolation, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Right. Right. Um, so the guy who you know is about to take the one or two extra beers he shouldn't take, <laughs> okay. if, if he's still okay, good, if he's still sound enough, yeah, God's going to say, hey, you're, you're going to have a hangover, you're going to regret it. <laughs> Don't say yeah. no to that. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, the other thing's going to say, hey. Um, it's not nothing bad. It's going to be enjoyable. It'll take a little edge off. You're more enjoyable if you have another beer. <laughs> and so, and so you take one. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, that is how it works for the person moving away from God three and four and the rest of the rules 
all the the rest of the rules are for one moving toward God, and that's what we want to talk about. Yeah, great. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, so we are joined as our listeners, if you're just joining us, Monsignor Richter, we're talking about the discernment of spirits. And so right after the break, we're going to continue to talk about uh, these rules of discernment of spirits. So don't go away. We will be right back after this short message. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. It's no secret that parents and students alike love the University of Mary, the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. The Mary community provides students with a home away from home, one that is grounded in the rich vibrancy of the church. With nearly 60-degree programs, 18 NCAA Division II athletic teams, and a thriving university ministry program, there's something for everyone. Find your place at Mary. Visit cometomary.life. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning, listeners. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Thursday. My name is Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by my co-host, Mike Kitarowski, and our guest this segment, Monsignor Richter, coming to you live from the Fisher Commons at Trinity Junior High and High School in southwest North Dakota in the city of Dickinson. For those of you just joining us, we are discussing with Monsignor the discernment of spirits and uh, before the break, Monsignor, you were talking about kind of the three rules or guidelines of things of being aware 
of the of the spirits and the movement of them in our lives, understanding is this a good spirit or a bad spirit, and then responding to that. Are we going to reject that? Or are we going to receive that? And uh, we've been referring to Father Timothy Gallagher's book on the discernment of spirits, the Signation Guide for Everyday Living. And within that, there are rules to understanding and living by this discernment of spirits. So you were, right before the break, you were kind of refreshing, uh, reviewing rules one and two, and then uh, moving into three and four. So uh, let's continue our, our conversation of knowing where we're at uh, and what happens in each of those scenarios? Excellent, Amanda. So, um, just to just to to provide some clarification, mm-hmm. the 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 three you just went through aren't rules but steps. Steps. So yeah. the steps of awareness, understanding, and taking action. <clears throat> and then there are fourteen rules. Excuse me, listeners. There's fourteen rules. The first two uh, the the first two rules are concerned about, I should say, the first rule is concerned about those moving away from God. Mm-hmm. And for the person moving away from God who's about to drink bleach, God's love, God giving himself to that person, God's mercy, is to say, don't. It's going to be bad. Stop. Okay? That's the only rule for a person moving away from God. Mm-hmm. One out of 14, that's all Ignatius says God's love is experienced as. The rest are for a person moving toward God. And so that's what we want to focus okay. on. And you, dear listeners, this, the, there's hardly better news than, than this. Ignatius says, for a person who is moving toward God, a person who loves God, a person who wants God to get his way in their life, a person who wants to do the will of God, the person who's doing their best, a person who isn't knowingly resisting God, not surrendering to him, etc. For that person, God leads by spiritual consolation god leads by spiritual consolation thoughts feelings and desires that attract that give energy that lift up that warm the heart in regards to the things of god and faith god doesn't lead by guilt god doesn't lead by beating down god doesn't lead by discouragement god doesn't lead by regret God leads by spiritual consolation, by warming and drawing and attracting and lifting up uh, the heart. Okay? So that is incredibly good news. That's a beautiful message, Monsignor. You were (laughs) sharing that because I'm just thinking so much of our... Our culture and I think our mindset of God is is skewed to totally. really the opposite of that. Totally, you know that. Well, when things aren't going well or something bad's happening, God's trying to talk to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that, you know, but really the opposite of that's not what God wants for us. That's right. Yeah, that somehow God's a taskmaster. That God mm-hmm. is this or that. That I got to perform. Then He shows up. I got to be good. Then He approves. Right. Yeah. That's simply not biblical. One, one can't find that in uh, the scriptures. It's simply not uh, the, the Christian message, right? While you were still sinners, God died for you. Huh? That God loves us first, and, and uh, God uh, draws us by spiritual consolation. So uh, for the listeners, it's important that one understands and has a lived experience of spiritual consolation. So if one was to ask the question, what is it like when you are experiencing God? What is the presence of God like in you? Where do you experience God loving you? Where do you feel drawn by God? And what is that like in you? What words would you give to that 
to describe that lived experience of God. This is what they need to listen to. This is what they need to consent to. This is what they need to follow. Because those thoughts, feelings, and desires in that place are the thoughts, feelings, and desires God is stirring in me. So if God draws a person to be a priest, uh, a young man to be a priest, when he feels close to God, loved by God, cared for God, he's attracted to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Now, when he moves into another place and, and this other thing is stirring him, he, not be, he may not be attracted to the priesthood at all, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the enemy is stir- saying to me. I don't listen to that. I listen to what God's stirring in me. Mm-hmm. And for one, moving toward God, God uh, speaks to us and leads us by spiritual consolation. Um, now, that doesn't mean a consolation just on any level, right? Uh, I have tickles in my stomach around this or that. doesn't mean it's from a, a spiritual consolation is a consolation uh, in regards to things of God, attracted to prayer, attracted for, for forgiving someone, attracted to uh, giving my having confidence in God, uh, to wanting His will to be done in my life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hmm? So you can easily see that, like uh, a big sinner who uh, a Catholic who knows they should go to uh, confession and need to go to confession. It's on their mind. And they'll have moments where, yeah, I want to go. And they're attracted to it. And then uh, the next thing, no, um, I won't. I'm, I'm going to, whatever. Th- this stuff isn't just psychology. This stuff isn't just human stuff. This is God fighting for a person. And the bad spirit trying to keep the person from encountering the beautiful God who saves them, mm-hmm. who loves them. Okay, so he shouldn't listen to this discreet, no heaviness. He should listen to the where his where he finds consoling thoughts, consoling feelings, consoling desires that are attracting him to God and uh, the things of God and the will of God, desire of mm-hmm. for God. Mm-hmm. So this is the good news. Now, having said that, having said that, the rules. Um, St. Ignatius says the primary reason he wrote these rules in which, and so he thinks the primary reason God gave, revealed this to him through his own lived experience of God is to help people become aware and reject spiritual desolation. Mm-hmm. So um, St. Ignatius says what holds people back what, what holds the person back from really growing close to God, becoming holy, enjoying life, uh, knowing the goodness of God in their life, for one who's moving toward God, the great challenge isn't there are a bunch of pleasure, pleasure seekers, etc., but rather the, they will listen to the voice of the enemy that takes their heart away that discourages, that beats down, that makes life difficult, that turns God into a taskmaster, that gets them focused on themselves and their less than imperfection, and then pulls them into this heavy, discouraged place, which is spiritual desolation. Mm -hmm. 
And Ignatius says there, the, the problem and the challenge is too many people listen to that and respond to that. And many people actually pray out of that. And what's being said there, instead of praying, what's being revealed to me in consolation. And so when we're acting from a place of desolation, we are, in a sense, removed from God, and therefore it's going to be, correct me if I'm wrong, harder to hear God's voice. (laughs) Well, that's for sure. Right? Right? And then when we're we're making decisions out of that place of, of desolation, we aren't clearly seeing, you know, hearing, thinking God's will. And it becomes very, the waters become very muddied, even more yeah. than they were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's, a, you know, there's two, two spirits, uh, you know, in this, this warfare. All right, so the listeners are hearing this. Okay, now, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, Monsignor. I know what you're saying. I, I want to I be in the consolation part and good graces with God. Uh, how can I get more closer to God and so I can make sure that I'm hearing the right spirit and uh, uh, grow closer to God. Good. Okay. Good. Good. So, um, I, th- I think this this is a, a good way to say it. When when I am consenting, mm-hmm. when I'm consenting and following what is being said. So, right when when I am drawn at, I go to a Sunday mass. I'm pulled to this place of peace and confidence. This thing that uh, I need to trust God in weighs me down i go to mass and what's being said is when that comes up you just you you put it in jesus's hands and and you go on Uh, you have confidence that he's going to take my fam we're friends of jesus and so he takes care of us and so if one actually then is faithful to that so they leave on sunday and they're faithful when that comes up when that when that thing comes up um, and they just entrusted to Jesus, they're receiving from God. To, to consent to spiritual consolation, to receive, to believe it, to follow it, is to receive from the heart of God. And to receive everything God is doing for me. To consent, the, the bad news is, to consent and follow Spiritual desolation. So I, I leave Sunday, and now Monday becomes hard. And now I no longer have that warmth and attraction to God takes care of us. Trust him. Um, but now Monday comes, and now it's heavy. And now this thought comes up, I don't trust, but I go back into this discouraged place, dwelling on it, focusing on it, pulling me to a place where I'm now, uh, I don't have patience for my family, etc. What's happening there, dear people, is you're receiving from the heart of the enemy. Mm-hmm. 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 And what he's like inside, he makes me like inside. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not just I'm, I'm, following, I'm not following a rule. I'm actually receiving the heart of, from the heart of a person. And I'm moving toward that person. And when I move toward, when I follow spiritual desolation, I'm moving toward the heart of the enemy, which is hopelessness, Mm -hmm. which is, um, which is meanness, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lacking love, lacking faith, lacking hope. 
Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm then moving away from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so rules five, six, seven, and eight are what do I do in a time of spiritual desolation? Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, we will get back to uh, those uh, rules uh, from uh, Father Timothy Gallagher, uh, author of The Discernment of Spirits, an Ignatian Guide for Everyday Living. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken, every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central, here on Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Yes, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're so very glad that you uh, took time to dial up your radio, listen on the computer, listen on the app. And uh, by the way, uh, go to uh, your app store, download the RPR, Real Presence Radio app, you can listen to us 24-7 wherever you go in the world, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, welcome back uh, uh, to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting from Dickinson, North Dakota, southwestern North Dakota, in the Diocese of Bismarck, from Trinity High School in the Commons area. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Amanda Ellerkamp, and we're visiting with our guests this morning is Monsignor Tom Richter, In uh, the subject is discernment of spirits. And the... Uh, 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 the Ignatian uh, Guide for Everyday Living and the rules that uh, 
really St. Ignatius, right, uh, wrote, wrote uh, for us uh, in, back in the 16th century, uh, century, and we're going through the rules. Well, where are we at with that now, Monsignor? Good. So we're, we're, I think we're able to now dive into uh, Rule 5. Okay. But uh, just, uh, just a cautionary uh, note for the listener. One can't, uh, Rules 5 on don't help a person if they don't have some sort of awareness of what spiritual consolation is like in them. And when we say spiritual consolation, namely, what my lived experience of God stirring in me, attracting me, drawing me, and what spiritual desolation is like in me, which is the experience, the lived experience, of the bad spirit acting in me, in my thoughts, in my feelings, and in my desires. So, uh, the, the key for the, the rest of the rules is being able to say, I know what that's like. So to answer your question, what is it like when God's stirring in you? What is God's presence like in you? What, wh- where, where, where are you meeting God? Mm-hmm. What's the love of God like mm-hmm. in you? And you're able, you're able to say, when, God, when I experience the closeness of God in me, it stirs these thoughts. It stirs these feelings. It stirs these desires. Mm-hmm. And yours might be uh, more different. It might be different than mine. Your, your focus. For you, it might be more of experience of a deep peace. Mm-hmm. Right? A deep For me, it might be uh, an experience, more of an experience of gratitude, feeling loved, joy, or like just a strong thought of, uh, he takes care of me. Right? They're they're going to largely spiritual consolation is going to largely bear the fruit of the the bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness, kindness, self control. Mm-hmm. Okay, and in in those it's going to it's going to pull us. He's going to he's going to speak and and draw and direct. Okay, so I don't want to beat that, but it's 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 very important. It's very important for the Catholic heart to know what spiritual desolation is like. Right. And I think way too many people um, confuse and think this spiritual desolation is somehow from God. And it's not. Anyone who's always feeling bad about themselves, anyone who's always discouraged, anyone who can't talk cannot talk with specificity about the goodness of God that they experience, not just theoretically, but a lived experience inside of thoughts, feelings, and desires. They're living in spiritual desolation. Mm -hmm. And they got to start naming it as spiritual desolation. And not some twisted idea of purification. There's way too many Catholics with twisted ideas of purification. When in fact they're just being being beat down by the enemy, and they shouldn't be believing it, they shouldn't be receiving it, they shouldn't be listening to it, they shouldn't be consenting to it. They should turn away from it and run as fast as right. they can and hold on to Christ and ask Him to free them from believing these stupid ideas that are opposed to Him, opposed to the good news, opposed to Him as the one who takes care of and redeems everything in their lives. Yes. So, um. If you have that <laughs> a sufficient amount 
of awareness of those two, you can now start to live rules five, six, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, what you just explained there, Mon- Monsignor, that it, it, it's not God's curse, it, it's not necessarily anything you did, it is a spirit that is there that's saying you're no good, you're no totally. good. And, and so you've got to stop listening to that, turn to God, and take baby steps to get out of that exactly. and mm-hmm. into the graces of God. And so that, that is uh, something that I think the, that's lacking out there. That Totally. Yeah. So. Yeah, Monsignor, as you were talking, I was thinking of, you know, it seems to me just from, um, you know, my lived experience and in interacting with other, other people, mm-hmm. you know, friends and family, that if they haven't identified spiritual consolation. I mean, it's probably happened in their life at some point, but they they can't identify it. They can't, it doesn't resonate with them. It it makes it all the harder to recognize it then when it is happening. They seem to be pulled into the desolation more and, and where is God? And, and it's a real thing that they aren't experiencing it, but you know, to get to that point of, uh, you know, what you were saying of, to have that lived experience and to know what that is and to be able to identify that consolation, even if it's been far away, even if it seems like that hasn't happened in a long time, mm-hmm. to be able to tie into that totally. and act out of that instead of desolation seems to be a, a key a point for moving forward. For sure. For sure. And so, you know, to make it easier, it, it really isn't, it's not complicated. It's like, how does a good mom, a good dad parent their child how does a good mom and a good dad parent their child when the child's about to drink bleach they say stop don't 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 but when uh the the other the other route is by encouragement by drawing by attracting um and so uh yeah that that's uh that's an important thing uh, that one becomes aware of spiritual consolation spiritual desolation once one becomes aware of that your you 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 can sprint to holiness because one becomes a saint in Ignatian terms by receiving and believing spiritual consolation and by rejecting resisting not believing spiritual desolation. Mm-hmm. How does God lead you to be a saint to remain in Him and to to bear fruit by receiving? And believing his consolation and living out of that and by rejecting and resisting and not believing this other stuff. That is how the heart stays with God and a heart that stays with God becomes a saint. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Monsignor, we'll, we'll get back and you'll have... Rule five. Okay, once okay. We get back. Okay, um, now, uh, Therese, uh, back in the studios, uh, is waiting for us to hand this over to her to give us a preview of the next show. And then we'll be right back. All right. Thanks, Mike. So on the next Real Presence Live, that'll be tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Heather Caro and Teresa Curley will be your hosts coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Catholic store in Sioux Falls. Sarah Beener will join us to share about her calling to restore sacred art. Then Tiffany Hagen and Megan Dahl will be on to talk about a group designed to support Catholic businesswomen. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be Friday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you, Therese. Uh, Monsignor Richter, now uh, we have a couple minutes here. Um, 
and uh, we're in Rule 6, I think. Uh, can you give us uh, just a, a briefing on that? Good. All well, right. Well, I, I, would, I would like to uh, touch on Rule 5 more uh, deeply. Okay. Uh, Mike, so Rule 5 uh, through 8 are what does one do in a time of spiritual desolation? So you're feeling distant from God. You don't mm-hmm. want to, but you do. Mm-hmm. You're feeling heavy, discouragement. You're feeling dry in prayer. You have no real uh, affective experience of his presence. Okay, What do you do in that time? What is a friend of Jesus supposed to do in that time? St. Ignatius in Rule 5 gives us what we should never, ever do. So the Rule 5 is simply what you should never, never okay. do in a time of spiritual desolation. And then he says, in a time of spiritual desolation, you should never, ever, ever, ever change what was clear to you, what was clear to you in a time of spiritual consolation. Never, ever, ever, ever change what was clear to you in a time of spiritual desolation. So a great example is, right, you go on a Curcio weekend, all kinds of spiritual consolation, and in that there is a patterned clarity that I should pray each morning for 20 minutes. And you have all kinds of attraction and warmth and energy around that. And it's clear this is what the Lord wants for me so that he can give all kinds of more blessings. Well, day four of praying for 20 minutes is dry, etc. And then I quit. Mm-hmm. This is the first rule of any true fidelity. I don't follow what desolation is telling me when it disagrees especially when it disagrees with what uh, Consolation said. Wonderful. Uh, folks, uh, That unfortunately, that we are out of time. Uh, uh, Monsignor Richter will be back in a future show. Don't, uh, don't miss him. And we thank you for listening. This is the last uh, couple hours. Amanda Ellerkamp, thank you. And uh, thank you, listeners. God bless you, and you take care. We'll see you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.